Does this sound like God's word to you? Man's fate is like that of the animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath. Man has no advantage over the animal. Everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from dust, and to dust all return. Who knows if the spirit of man rises upward and if the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth? Who knows? Does that sound like good biblical theology to you? When we read the wisdom literature, and they are Job, the teaching Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, they are the musings of very wise people to help us be wise about life. Solomon went through a terrible falling away from God. And the book of Ecclesiastes is the guy who had everything but left God behind. And what do you have if you have everything this world has to offer but you don't have God? He just told you. You have nothing. In this world, you have nothing. As you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you're going to be reading someone who got to try. Guys, he had a thousand wives or concubines. That sounds like a great thing, right, for guys? Listen to the next verse. If you can find the next one, Erica, just click right down till you get the verse. Keep going. Keep going. You're going to have to zoom. There it is. How about that verse? I found one man in a thousand I could respect, but not one woman. I'm married to a thousand women, and I can't stand any of them. (laughs) Well, listen, guys. You weren't made for a thousand women. You're made for one woman. And Solomon is saying, I indulged myself to everything a man could want, and it ruined everything. You read the Song of Solomon, the last of the wisdom books, and it's about a man who has one wife. And somehow it looks like Solomon wrote that very early in his life, where he had one woman. And you read the love that he had for her and the relationship they had, and it's beautiful because he did it right, and at that point, monogamous and faithful to this one woman. But when he departed from that, and he went the way of the world, and he did all the things that other kings did, he lost everything. There was nothing there. So I want to ask you then, what is the connector between wisdom literature and success in our lives? You know what the connection is? It's kind of what Unica talked about, whether you pay attention or not whether you listen or not. A listening ear is the connection between wisdom literature and success in your life. God has given us, it's very earthy, it's very, you know, very earthy, gutsy stuff, these, these books, but it's to tell you how to have a successful life. And if you know everything, you know, I know it all. I don't need anybody to talk to me. Don't talk to me. I wasn't wrong. I wouldn't do anything wrong. If you have that attitude that you don't have a listening ear, wisdom literature has nothing to offer you. It's only if you're a listener, if you have a teachable spirit. So can you go to the end, Erica, and find the last verse? 
listen, you would think the wise man is the man who knows everything and, and gives counsel, right? That's what you'd think the wise man naturally. What does this say? No, a wise man will hear. He's a listener and increasing in learning. And a man of understanding will go around and tell everybody everything because he knows everything. No, the, the un, man of understanding is the man who will acquire wise counsel. If you're not a listener, if your heart is not open to the many ways God would like to talk to you, you are completely self-deceived. You are not wise and you're not understanding. I want to end with three very quick illustrations. Number one was last week at the pancake breakfast. I'm a perfectionist, so when I make pancakes, they've got to be perfectly round. I don't want to drip any batter. You know, it's got to be just so. The batter's got to be perfect consistency. And we had five workstations, and Erica was the youngest. Who was the oldest? I shouldn't ask that question. Anyway, all the way up. And as I was in there watching people doing pancakes, I was watching people drip batter and going, oh, I feel like, don't, no, this isn't how you do it. I felt like going and tell them. Other people, I can't, I mean, everybody, when you had your pancakes, did you notice who made them? They all look pretty well the same. So I had the wisdom to keep my mouth shut. But I watched. And I learned. I actually watched and I thought, oh, look it. If you do have a drip, that person knows what to do because they're doing lots of drips. They knew what to do with drips of the batter. And as I watched each person, I learned some new tricks. So I'm a perfectionist, and it's frustrating because you never do anything right. So you live in constant frustration. Well, I just learned from watching how to not do things right and still get a great job. That was a really good experience. I watched various people, and everybody did it different. All turned out great. Is Antonio here? Antonio, are you here? Antonio is a um, contractor, and he came and helped me. I had terrible water damage in my house, and he came to help me do drywall work. I've done drywall all my life. I've watched it. I've learned. But he said, Jim, I can show you some things about drywalling that, that will help you. It was unbelievable to watch this master craftsman do drywall the standard way, put on um, taping and, and extra, sand it down. Put on another layer, sand it down. Put on your third uh, skim coat, final sanding, and you're done. Except the whole house is filled with, with dust. He showed me how you do it all with no sanding. And when you're done at the very, very end, you do a last little feather sanding, and you have no mess. And so I learned from him, and now I'm, I'm finishing my basement, and I actually enjoy drywalling now. He taught me, and I could have said, no, Antonio, I've done it all my life. I know how to do drywall. But w learning from an expert, that is very helpful. And then, Josh, you met with me yesterday, and Josh is the leader of our young adults, and he blessed my heart. He said that now he's having different people in the group lead the Bible study from time to time. And he said, I actually like that because I learn from them. I, I see how they're doing. Some are, you know, professional communicators and have different ways. Way to go, Josh. There's our guy in seminary, wins an award for being the, the um, best preacher in the school. And here he is humbly sitting in his youth group and learning from his peers. Josh, that is a great spirit of humility. Way to go. That's what wisdom literature is supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs>
So as you begin to read then Ecclesiastes, uh, this is the book that will tell you what your life is going to end up like if you leave God behind. Read, learn, and listen. In December, we're going to do Proverbs. That will be the two wisdom books we do this year. But these are God's way. His word is to help you have a successful life. And he's the creator. He knows. He's not just worried about church. He's worried about every detail of your life. And he's given you his word to help you. So now I ask you, are you a listener or are you a know-it-all? That's what wisdom literature wants to bring.